Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Welcome back to Notes from the North, your go-to Minnesota Vikings podcast. Before we get started, we want to offer our thanks to purpleptsd.com pur- purple and vikingsterritory.com for giving us a chance to post our pod there. Be sure to check out great Vikings coverage over at purpleptsd.com and vikingsterritory.com. Sound it out, baby. That Struggling was out a little that bit here with the introduction. Two. Take two. Sam wanted to be perfect, but I, it, came, I it came for him. bungled the first one, and somehow that one was better. Uh, like but... TJ Hawkinson putting his foot in the ground, trying to get that first down. The turf monster gets him. That's yeah. like you. You get the turf turf monster guy. On the yeah, way. I'm I'm sure that some people just keep the same intro and, and do that. Yeah. I, I do it right. every week. Yeah, we do it fresh every week, and maybe that means we're amateurs. Maybe that's, that's that's probably that's the issue. Me. Sam, you should just have like a perfect one, and this you just upload it every time. Well, you know what? I I want to keep it open in case anyone ever wants to sponsor. Uh, the right, they know that the role is open. But but hey, man, we let's got, we got room for you. We we've got we've got too much to talk about uh, here. And and yeah. Kyle's actually said to me that he's got a question for me right off the hop. I yep. have no prep uh, catch me uh, blind here. So, so go for it. I'm, I'm interested to hear your question because I've got lots of questions for you too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the focus of this podcast is obviously going to be Colts Vikings because how could it not be? But the question I have kind of is, is Colts Vikings, but a little bit more broad. Um, which game was better? The Buffalo Bills game or the Indianapolis Colts game? Which, which comeback stands out in your mind as, and maybe it's just a stupid question because they're both sensational. So, you know, forget it with which was better. But um, that's the question I have for you. Do you have a sense in your mind of this? I I, I lean one way, but I, I'd like to know what you think. Yeah, that's hilarious because that was the question I was going to ask you too. Oh, okay. Uh, interesting. Okay. So, so and I and I had, a, so I had an immediate response to it. And I, I think it's the Buffalo game was better. Uh, that's what I was going to say too. But why, why do you think that? Well, like in terms of actual, I think it's about the the drama and the plays and like the back and forth. Like this, this, the, I, I, it's a good question because I'm not sure. Like I think the Buffalo game, yeah. you got the Jefferson catch, you got like the Josh Allen yeah. fumble in the end zone. Yeah. Uh, like there's just, there felt like there's a real back and forth where this is just like, yeah, this is one team coming out to, a massive lead and then the Vikings coming from behind and just like slowly yeah. chipping away. Uh, Matt Ryan falls victim again to blowing a massive lead. Um, Wild day. Eh? Same quarterback. Same quarterback. Wild. It, I, the, the, this, the word for those who don't know the 28 to three Super Bowl collapse. I'm sure everyone knows that, but that's, yeah. that's what Sam and I are talking about here. Having mm-hmm. this historic collapse, in the Super Bowl and now a historic collapse, in the regular season same quarterback different teams but same guy yeah yeah so it's yeah again yeah super bowl a few few years ago actually kyle and i watched that one together that's uh, right I, I forgot that you were there for that that's right. yeah that's yeah cool. and so that's where i'm at again and that's that brings me to a larger point that i'll i'll make after i hear maybe your okay. rationale for it but but yeah. it um it's kind of crazy to think that this season that that historic comeback may be the second yeah best game and right right like, exactly if yeah. you're going to use best again that's that's a very subjective term so like yep but but yeah like 
what how do you make sense of it because again maybe you have a better explanation it's just like there's a feel around it i guess that's hard to hard to explain well what i would say is that um so josh fry and i over ptsd we do every week we do the school debate where we take on a topic we go back and forth we debate usually a little bit longer there are global pieces there but maybe this should be our topic i'll, I'll pitch it to him after this and kind of see what he thinks um so check out the school debates if you're into that um the reason why I think the Bills game is better is because, one, the quality of competition. The Bills are Super Bowl contenders, and there's no debating it. It doesn't mean they're going to win the Super Bowl, but there's no debating that they – if you were to put together a short list of teams who, you know, have a great shot this year, they're probably top three at worst. Maybe top five, I guess. I don't know. Eagles, Chiefs, Bills. You know, it's probably your top three, right? Like, And so that is – and then, you know, Sam kind of – alluded to it a little bit um so when you had the big deficit 17 points second half that's three scores which obviously is different than what we experienced here it was more than three scores um but the reason why i think it was a little more exciting was not just the great plays that sam mentioned but the fact that it was back, more back and forth whereas like with the colts the colts went straight up right on this very vertical tilt you know up to 33 points kind of thing and you know they had a, a field goal relatively quickly in the second half make it 36 and they didn't do anything else. And they just basically a steep decline from there. Whereas Bills, Vikings, I mean, yeah, the Vikings surged at the end to kind of come up and close, but the Bills kept fighting back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And so that nature, I mean, for in both instances, I felt like Vikings fans were very upset at the referees in each game. And I think legitimately there was big time mistakes. Uh, Channon Sullivan got screwed over twice. Like I, you know, just wild, right? This guy should have had, I, I just, he should have had two defensive touchdowns, right? And there were, the plays were blown dead. Um, and I think the actual, I mean, I'm not in the NFL officiating brain trust. Like, I don't actually know what they're telling the people, but my understanding is that they, if there's any uncertainty, you don't blow it dead. Because then at that point, you can just review it after every score is reviewed. So you just review it. If you got it wrong, oh, my mistake, human error. And then you correct it. Whereas if you blow it dead, there's no chance of a touchdown, which to me in the off season, you got to fix that. You, you, you got to make that reviewable because chance all of it screwed over. Anyway, back, back to the point of yeah. both games you had, I know a little side hit, back, back to the game. You, in both instances, you have this feeling of being screwed over by the refs and that could potentially cost us the game. Both games, you come back anyhow. Um, but really it was one-sided in, 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 the opening half was very one-sided, and the second half, and in, you know, indeed into the overtime, was very one-sided. Um, so exciting. Unbelievably exciting. Large, literally, like I saw, uh, I think it was Albert Breer um, uh, uh, sent out the tweet saying, you know, not being hyperbolic at all, not exaggerated, this is the greatest comeback in NFL history. No, like, if, 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 if you were to define greatest simply as overcoming the biggest deficit. And that, that's what it was. Like, no team has ever come back from a def deficit bigger than this one. And I don't know if you saw, Sam, did you see the interview with Tom Pelissero when he mentions that to Kirk Cousins? If you haven't, you should look it up. Because, like, Kirk Cousins is there, like, processing it in the moment. And Tom Pelissero is saying, like, hey, did you, like, or I can't remember what the question is, but, like, you know, what are your thoughts on this game? No team has ever come back. And Cousins, like, repeats that to him. No team has ever done that. We're, we're the first team in NFL history. And then I think he literally says, if I'm not mistaken, literally says, okay, just give me a moment here. Like he like literally, Kirk Cousins like actually like pauses the interview for like a second because he's like processing this reality that he just authored 
the greatest comeback in NFL history. If we were solely looking at points. And so to me, the Bills game was, I think, better still. Quality of opponent, back and forth. But that Colts game, holy jumps. I mean, you'll literally, you'll be talking about that rest of your life kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, which is which is where I want to go. And I guess just I haven't seen the clip with Kirk Cousins. It's interesting because if I'm not mistaken, and I, I might be because sometimes I make mistakes, but the <laughs> yeah. the birth of the birth That's of funny. that you like that quote from Kirk Cousins right. when he was with the Redskins was when he had come back with the Redskins, I think back in 2015, to like a it was a 20 plus 20 plus point deficit. Um, okay. And and so that he he was part of the Redskins who came back for or formerly the Redskins. Now the commanders um, yeah. came back uh, from a 20 plus point deficit uh, to, to win a game. And that was where the, the birthplace of him kind of running down the tunnel and saying, you like that uh, yeah. in yeah. the camera was, but it's fascinating that like, is this is a massive lead. Uh, like this was like, it was like, I, to be honest yeah. and this is just kind of a how yeah. I go. I don't always watch all the game completely live. Uh, yeah. My my child woke up from a nap after halftime. I was yeah. recording the game and I said, oh, you know what? I'll finish this later. Um, yeah. Then I got all the notifications on my phone. I was like, holy moly. Like, yeah, yeah. This, this was over. Um, so maybe I'll ask you this. How, how did they do this? Because again, like you said, the, the tale of halves, like the Vikings didn't even score on their first possession in the first or in the second half yeah, uh, like they yeah. they they punted the ball like they actually were down uh they hadn't scored with it was just under nine minutes left in the third quarter they still hadn't scored so like how yeah. how does this happen like like is this just an utter collapse by the colts uh yeah or like should the vikings get some credit for this like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the vikings of course they deserve some credit of course they do but i mean it's it's both in. It's not it's not either or. It's not a matter of was this a Colts collapse? Was this a Vikings comeback? You know, this was both. I mean, the, yes, the Colts collapsed. Yes, the Vikings deserve a ton of credit. And if I could, this is oversimplifying things because you need to. There's so much that goes into this, right? If I were to just bring it down to one player, though, friggin' KJ Osborne, man, dude, friggin' competed like crazy. Right. And he had that long catch that was overturned. Right. You know, said so he actually didn't maintain possession when he went to the ground. You know, that takes the wind out of your sails. Right. And you could easily say, this just isn't our day. Just isn't our day. You know, I, I you know, he, he could have easily, and I, I give the credit to KJ Osborne. And, you know, as, as the game, as things got, well, I mean, Ham scored a touchdown, Devin Cook scored a touchdown, Thielen scored a touchdown, Jefferson, Jefferson scorched Gilmore, just absolutely scorched him. Um, and Gilmore is a great corner, but uh, I give the credit to Osborne. I mean, and, and then Cousins too. I mean, Cousins just kept kept going. He was getting hit. He was getting sacked. He was getting pressured. Freaking Cousins, man! Like this is his seventh game-winning drive of the season. Prior prior to this season, he never had more than four, and four is not that bad, you know. Like you got sixteen games in a year, you got four game-winning drives. That's pretty good, right? That's pretty good. Seven game-winning drives right out, out of 11 wins in 14 games 50 percent of, of of all the vikings games the qb1 has authored a game winning drive that's pretty freaking good it, right and, and and that's why you pay the dude the money 
right? And I'll, I'll, coming into the season, I was so critical of the contract. Did not think it was worth it, right? More than worth it thus far. More, more than worth it. I mean, he has been excellent. I mean, I, I don't know what you're seeing on your end kind of thing, but I, I say first and foremost, KJ Osborne, right behind him. You know, 1A to 1B is Kirk Cousins. Uh, and then I have uh, a number two, but I kind of want to hear what you think first. Well, I'm kind of interested about your number two because I think it might, I wonder if yeah. it's my number two because uh, I I think certainly I wanted to mention KJ Osborne because again yeah. you you add uh, Hawkinson and then all of a sudden it's like he slides down to the fourth option and like yeah. he's a very good player uh, but that's what good teams need is they need to have uh, yeah. a deep pool of players that they can insert and and play yep. uh, and be difference makers and <clears throat> yep. You saw Jefferson go down, and yep. immediately it's 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 um, Osborne that that Cousins is targeting. And so yeah. again, the the I, I wasn't trying to say that the Vikings shouldn't deserve credit because again they've they've got no, no, no. so it's much. But question. I guess it's like yeah, it yeah. it is a both and. Although it didn't feel like the Colts like was that bad, but you you also like to be a, a good team. And again, the Colts we said coming this week like their record shows that they have not been. A great team like you need to be yep. able to yep. When, yep. when you're in the lead um if you get kind of defensive or start to like uh yep. not not finish the job uh yeah this is what happens this is this is remarkable and again i think this is where i want to say like yep. we there's a lot of conversation i saw this week about the defense and uh yep. the problems there and you know what this team is they're not going to beat any of the playoff teams and like at this point after the bills game and after the colts game like, I think you need to sit back and be able to realize that there's yeah. been something special that's happened this season. And again, it doesn't really matter until the playoffs, but also like it does. And as a sports fan, you get so few opportunities to have fun and enjoy and like celebrate, yeah, like take this all in. Cause this has been something special. hundred percent. Enjoy. Like, enjoy. It's just been like so remarkable. Even if like whatever happens, happens, this has been the best Viking season in like since, since what? 2017 would be the first one to come to mind as, you know, kind of competing with it. Kind of thing. Yeah. And, and like, then you can have that conversation. Is it as good as 2009? Is it as good as 2017? And then you're now we're talking 2022. Right. And we're, and we're not finished yet. So it's, we're not, but like you yeah. realize when you start to do that, how rarely this happens uh, where you <laughs> yeah, actually, not often. Yeah. Like they, they've exceeded expectations um yep. even i think oh, for vikings yeah. fans and majorly, majorly. Like, even the most like even I, I was thinking i've i've thought back to our interview with uh with christian stoinov back in the yeah. summer i think he had said he it was i think he's thought like this is gonna be like a 13 and 4 team or something like he's that. an optimist yeah he's an optimist yeah. you and i looked at each other kind of like oh, and i was like well you know what i'm just jumping on uh yeah. with him and then when we did our season previews i think you were like 10 and 7 i uh, think so yeah i was 11 and 6 or or um i think that was those what but yeah that, i want to get that out of the way um and and do that and i think in some ways it feels like we would have been talking about something very different had yeah. the second half not happened like i was kind of already thinking a little bit about talking points and such oh yeah um, yeah, yeah. Let, let me hit you with this because again i i we try to be optimistic here and yeah. despite giving up 36 points i it's not worth it to talk about the the flaws here i yeah. i want to maybe float a little bit of a a hot take by you um and i, I want to see what your your thoughts are on this because i've got yeah. a little bit of proof 
beyond just feeling uh, with this one, but sure, I yeah. actually feel like this was one of the Vikings' better defensive performances of the season. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, okay, so let, let's let's look at the numbers just kind of in a basic sense here. So, uh, again, another mention of Josh Fry. Shout out to Josh Fry. Uh, he's got a notable numbers piece or something like that on, on Pro PTSD, and he actually draws attention to, if I'm not mistaken, the Colts only scored one offensive touchdown, which is nuts. I mean, they kicked, I think, five field goals. There's 15 points. They got one in special teams, one in defense, right? And so add it all up, you've got the 36 points, right? 15 and then 21, you got 36. So it's pretty good mental math. Um, Matt Ryan, 182 yards in a single TD. Uh, there was now, there was probably, this might be a little bit too much, but I would say half a dozen times. When you're saying, man, the, the coverage was just too soft there. Co- coverage was just too lax. That guy, how did that guy get so open, right? Like, and I think that still happens, um, not nearly as much as in the past. Um, and so I kind of like I pulled up some of the advanced stats around PFF, and uh, I mean, Duke Shelley was targeted six times. He only allowed two catches, right? Patrick Peterson was targeted five times, only allowed one catch. So those are your two outside corners, starting corners. Um, Shannon Sullivan was targeted four times, allowed four catches. So, in a sense, that's not good, but they went for 24 yards, four catches, right? So, you're fine with that, right? You're, you're, you're fine with short catches. And he just comes up, rallies, makes a tackle. No problem at all. Like, you'll, you'll give up those catches all day long, right? So, the three corners, and again, Sullivan should have had two TDs, right? So, um, give credit in a lot of ways to the defense. Uh, I think Zadarius Smith had a sack and Neil Hunter had a sack. And so the prediction is not going to come true, Sam, unless something truly wild happens here. But I, I don't know. There, there, there were some things to like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm, I'm glad you brought up the Duke Shelley. Cause again, you talked about your players of the game. Uh, yeah. And he yeah, was yeah. my, he was my defensive player. Is that right? That is I was that right? like, when you talk yeah. about number two, like that was, that was a guy, I don't know who you were going to say, um, but I thought he was fantastic. He was, I wrote it with him a week or two ago or something like that. I just saying, give credits to Duke Shelley and basically making this case that he's our CB5. He's our basically our fifth corner, right? And this week he actually got the start over Cameron Dantzler, who we all thought was the CB2 and, and probably is still a CB2, but um, he was on the injury report all week and De- Shelley, Duke Shelley gets the start fantastic fantastic i mean he's not like when you look at like ideally you want your corner to be long and strong right like there's there are certain positions you want long and strong patrick peterson is built like the perfect corner right like he's tall he's physical and his prime he can run like when he still he still moves well now but like duke shelley doesn't have the same build he's 5'9 176 Right, like Patrick Peterson, I think is like six one, two hundred plus pounds, right? And so when Patrick Peterson's lining up against I don't know, Calvin Johnson, right? I know Calvin Johnson's not in the league anymore, but you know these 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 huge receivers, you kind of or like Michael Pittman Jr. for the Colts, a huge receiver. You say Peterson, okay, Peterson can match up with him. Shelley, you're saying I'm not sure, but dude, Shelley was fantastic. He was fantastic on, on I was going to say Sunday on Saturday. He was excellent, excellent. And man, he competes. He's scrappy, effort, 
man, he just he goes for it. So I, I give Chevy credit. He is he's a, he's a great piece. He's a great piece. Yeah, yeah. Well, it um, yeah. I just I again, if you look at the the box score and you see thirty six points, you're thinking, yeah, poor yeah. defense yeah. performance. But like you said, only one offensive touchdown that they had all game. Uh, yeah. And you look at where the the Colts got field possession on a few of their drives, like that they they were in like the defense held held them in a few situations. Even like there is uh, yeah. a drive in the second quarter where uh, the the Colts actually went four and out, but they they were already in field goal position, so they just were able to to kick a field yeah. goal. Like right. they they had pretty optimal position field position. Um, the whole whole time and yeah. uh this defense i thought played quite well and again lesser opponent uh is what what you need but this this comeback does not happen without the defense yeah. and particularly in the in the second half uh like there was nothing like uh the the colts didn't gain more than 26 yards in a single drive yeah uh, yeah they had uh yeah i'm four five six six first downs all all second half um that's like, nuts they uh they really helped them so again it, there's so many different things we could talk about i the one thing i realized that we didn't touch on that you mentioned you talked about having a 1a and 1b in in the um in osborne and cousins yeah. um you didn't mention your number two uh so i want to make sure you well, have space to do that we already kind of did talk about it the number two was simply the defense as a whole right it just in so far like they tightened up right and they um there's more work yet to do right um the group has not arrived as you know everything's magically cured coming into the game the colts were the 31st ranked offense in the nfl averaging 16.1 points per game that is not very good not very good right so you didn't go out there you know slow down you know, Tom Brady throwing to Wes Welker and Randy Moss, right? Like you, it's, it's Matt Ryan, late stages of his career. Um, and, you know, especially Jonathan Taylor, you know, he ended up unfortunately getting hurt at the beginning of the game. Who's uh, obviously a great player. So you kind of, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourselves, but you give him credit for, because basically you, they played so bad in the opening half that they removed any margin for error at all in the second half. If the defense blows a coverage once the defense uh, doesn't take a great angle and doesn't maintain contain on one side and allows, you know, running back to go, you know, go all the way up the sideline for a score. You allow one error to occur. It's it. There is no comeback, right? You've eliminated all that margin. And so for the defense, yes, they allowed the field, but after that, they didn't allow a damn thing. And so, and if they did, it's it's done. So, man, give them credit. Give them, give them credit. Yeah, you know, fantastic. And you mentioned earlier, just uh, so uh, Smith had half a sack. Uh, Dino Hunter had one and a half sacks. I think that puts them at okay. eight, puts them at eighteen and a half. If I if my math's correct on the year, and so you right. had predicted thirty. Um, yeah. If you know what, maybe they get to twenty five, and and twenty five is still um, quite yeah. a good number. Uh, if, it if is, yeah. Good. Twelve and a half piece is still pretty good. And and again, the great thing so far has been relative health of of those guys, and that was a that was a big piece coming in. Uh, it take was. Yeah. So let's let's do this. We'll we'll wrap up here shortly. I I just 
looking ahead a little bit, they they've got again another Saturday game against the Giants. Um yeah. and this is where we start like again the the playoff picture is a little bit fuzzy still like the Vikings still have control over where they yeah. finish. Um yeah. but very much getting to the second or third seed but but man huge huge for them to clinch uh the, the division this week. Yes. It, it's it felt like a relative certainty but to get that and do that and not have that drag on is 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 massive. So yep. again, looking at the the playoff pitcher, uh, there's a chance they actually play the Giants in the in the first uh, yep. first playoff right. matchup. There's there's that's a few right. paths that would make sense for them getting there. Um, yeah, that's right. So does that change anything for you as you as they play uh, the Giants this week in terms of um, your the way that you view this game? Uh, not really, no. I think I'd be happy with the Giants matchup. I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to give the Giants any bolts and board material, but um, not that they give a damn what I think. Um, but I, no, not really. I mean, I, I'm really just hoping for the win, obviously, first and foremost, because the Niners are right on their heels. The Vikings heels, that is, not the Giants, the Vikings heels. And, uh, you know, the scenario that everyone has talked about now is that Vikings get into the playoffs they're guaranteed in um uh they win their opening round okay excellent now they go to the divisional round you're probably playing the Niners so do you want to play the Niners in San Francisco or in Minnesota in Minnesota baby that's you know that's just you know it's it's just it's just kind of night and day the difference it's not to say that Minnesota's still gonna win um if I had to be totally honest San Francisco's got a better team than Minnesota San Francisco is legit. Like they are an excellent football team. And I know he has his critics. And I know that maybe there are some legitimate criticisms, but Kyle Shanahan is a brilliant, brilliant head coach. I mean, phenomenal, right? And their defense is elite. Um, Facing those guys at home would be what you want to see, right? So, I mean, with the Giants this week, yeah, I mean, you want to, uh, you obviously want to beat them, right? Just because you want to win games. But then you also want to give yourself a chance that number two seed and then be able to stay at US Bank Stadium, ideally until the NFC Championship game. And who knows, if, if you get that far and the Eagles somehow get upset, maybe you host the NFC Championship game at US Bank, which of course would be amazing. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess we'll see. Um, how things shake out, I got to think that this game is all about the run game. Slow down Saquon Barkley. Try and force the Giants into third and long. Meanwhile, uh, get Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison going. Because if I'm not mistaken, Sam will have to go back and double check. If I'm not mistaken, the Giants have one of the worst running defenses in the league. So I'll have to go double check that. But I think on average, like in terms of yards per carry, and then the overall amount of rushing yards they've allowed, not very good. So I would think that this game is all about the run on both sides of the ball for Minnesota. And that's kind of what I'm anticipating on Saturday. Yeah. And and certainly you can have that if you get out to a strong and a good lead. And, and the Vikings have done that more often than not this year. Um, but, right. but yeah, I, I do think that uh, it would be really nice for, for Cousins to, or um, yeah, Cousins to have a little bit of a break. Um, not a break, I, I shouldn't say that, but but for them to have a more run, uh, yep. heavier offense, especially as you 
moving to the playoffs. I think that'd be good. So let's, uh, let's wrap up there. Uh, Again, great, great win. Great game. Uh, Vikings are never boring. And and this year has been been a fun, (laughs) fun, uh, a fun, exciting rather than um, heartbreaking, exciting. And so yeah, keep the good times rolling. And really, I think just to touch on the part when you're talking about the playoffs, like you never know what happens to playoffs. So get there and see, like, you just, yep. just, you just got to see what happens. Cause yep. again, yep. even as you get into the, the playoffs, usually the team that everyone is expecting to win uh, doesn't always win. And so um, everyone's got a shot. So yep. get there and, and do that, but uh, take care everyone. Have a good week. We'll be back uh, next Monday.